When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here on Tuesday, October 11th. Just a couple days after the Vikings pull out another dramatic win um, over Chicago. Dane, I know you and Tom Schreier broke that down at length on Sunday. I'd recommend everybody go back and listen to that episode anywhere where you found this podcast. Um, But I've been thinking a little bit about this. this trend of winning close games, and it really is all Minnesota has won Sands week one in a more convincing fashion against Green Bay. But this team is finding ways to win games. It's making plays late in games. Um, it's Teams almost have to learn how to win sometimes, it seems like. And I, I know maybe, like, we've talked about this a ton. Like, maybe it hasn't always been impressive um, what Minnesota's done through the first three and a half quarters of games. But I think there is something to closing games out and playing a good final five minutes and doing what you need to do because so many football games are won and lost in the final five. And, and Minnesota's kind of found a way to do that. Where do you sit on this? The idea of Minnesota kind of, I don't know, being closers of games. Yeah. It's kind of a catch 22 because they've only had to be closers of games because frankly, they've let teams back in it or they haven't put together a good enough game to kind of throttle a bad team. I'm looking at that lions game. <clears throat> but I think everyone in the locker room who we talked to after on Sunday basically said the same kind of thing. And I think they said the same kind of thing because it probably comes from Kevin O'Connell top. You'd rather learn while winning than learn while losing. And right now the Vikings are able to learn week to week and they're winning football games. So inherently that's a good thing. The only thing that kind of worries me is that is this fool's gold, right? Like, yes, they're learning how to win. Yes, it's only going to be week six coming up. Like, teams are going to look much different come November, December. But are they banking on the fact that, oh, we're winning these close games, we're learning how to win, we're developing a culture, all against bad teams? And maybe that won't matter because the schedule is terrible. Me and Tom did the breakdown on Sunday, and – while we don't think they're actually going to win 13 games, they should win 13 games looking at the schedule. Like you have to account for clunkers here and there, but there are games that the Vikings are probably going to be favored in. um, You know, I would say at least eight, nine, 10 games over the rest of the season. So maybe that won't come into effect, but I just kind of go back to the fact that like, even if you are winning these close games, even if you're proving that you know how to win and you know how to kind of rise to the occasion when the challenge gets tough, it, it, it might all be lost when you just play a good team because it, it you might not be in that position. So I, I just kind of keep going and back and forth between those two kind of schools of thought. Yeah. It always depends to me on the lens you're looking at, right? Like what are you looking through? Are you looking through like, Hey, this team's winning games. They're comfortably a playoff team. Um, they have a chance to win the North. Like this is all true. Um, so like if that was, the if that was the standard of success and it probably was frankly coming into the season then like this is going great uh it it just 
it comes down to then like, are you one of those folks? And I don't blame people who are like this. Are we going to win the Super Bowl this way? Is that like kind of, and I know like some people will say, well, having such a singular track mind is that's a terrible way to enjoy sports. And I don't necessarily disagree, but I find myself often thinking in this through this lens as well. Like, is this going to be applicable to like playoff success, beating the best teams in January? Um, and winning the Super Bowl, which this franchise has still never done and, and is the ultimate goal at the end of the day. I don't know that. I don't think so, frankly, the brand of football they're playing. But I do think there has to be something to the idea of building this mentality where you always believe you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe Minnesota is developing that where it's just like when you do this again and again with the repetition, uh, hey, you come back or you put the game away or whatever the case may be in the final five minutes. You just think that's going to happen every time. Um, and you probably think you're not out of any game either. So I think there's something to that because they might get themselves in sticky situations against good teams in the future and at least have the confidence that they're going to pull themselves out, which is a heck of a lot better than being, say, the team that played last night, the Raiders, where you look at their season like talented team. I think at this point, just assumes it's always going to find a way to lose um, because that's what it feels like when you watch them and that's what they're doing. And we've seen Vikings teams like that in the past, too, where it's like this team is going to find a way to lose. And right now, it it may be like through like the Vikings fandom piece. People might have a hard time thinking that. But I bet this team is thinking like we're going to find a way to win. That's just what we do. So I think that mentality shift is huge. And, and I don't know if you can necessarily quantify it. Yeah, I think that's actually a good point you're making. Like. How long in, you know, the course over the course of history has it always felt like, oh, the Vikings are going to find a way to lose this game. Fans have felt like that, I don't know, past decade, two decades, forever, maybe. And it's because they've been given reasons to feel that way. So I would argue that there are probably some Vikings teams that the fans feel like, oh, we're going to find a way to lose. The Vikings teams, while they will never admit it, probably felt like, God, this is probably going to go wrong at some point. So to your point, like the Vikings as a franchise, as an entity need to win their fans back and that trust back of like convincing them like, no, we're going to be, we're going to be all right. We're going to find a way to win this game. But this singular Vikings team sure does look like, well, when we're down in the fourth quarter, we feel like we can come back. Um, Even if, you know, we're trailing at this moment in time, the game's not over. I I think you're right. Like, I think that feeling exists within this locker room I think it probably all goes back to the head coach, right? Like the calm he exudes. Um, just we talk, we joked about smiles per game in the off season. Like all of that kind of matters. Like I think if you're tense in those moments, like you're going to screw up. I think we saw that a lot, you know, in the past with under Mike Zimmer, they won a lot of close games too. I don't want to take that away, but like it did seem like when things started to go sideways, in the Mike Zimmer era is because everyone was so tense and, and mistakes were bound to happen. Cause that's just kind of what happens when you play like you're walking on eggshells that doesn't exist in the, in the Kevin O'Connell era. At least it hasn't so far. And he talked a little bit about this yesterday, but like the confidence that they do feel when they get on, like when Kirk cousins was getting the ball back, when the offense was getting the ball back with nine minutes left, he said they felt confident they were going to score. Kevin O'Connell said this, but once they they got past midfield, it wasn't about just scoring. It wasn't just about, you know, a field goal would have given them the lead in that game. It was about making sure we finished this off with a touchdown. And that sounds so, like, trivial and, like, well, duh, but, like, a lot of coaches in the, in the NFL would, would get within field goal range and 
all right, let's play a conservative here. Like, I don't know if I trust my quarterback to not screw up. And that's a fair thing to worry about, especially when you have Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kevin O'Connell kept calling the game pretty aggressively. Um, Kirk Cousins made a couple of really good big plays um, down the stretch on that 17-play drive, and they punched in for a touchdown. So all of these things they're getting training and doing on the fly. They're winning while doing it. Maybe it will translate to, to being able to beat some of these good teams down the road, some of these really, really good teams down the road. Um, that remains to be seen, but four and one at the end of the day. So they're, they're finding a way to do it. I, I will say I saw that. I saw like that quote from O'Connell and I kind of questioned how true it was um, because I thought they were a little conservative inside the 50, inside the red zone, uh, watching the end of that game. Like there was literally a third and eight at the Chicago 13 and, and Cousins checks down to Madison who like a Bears guy stumbles so he can't make the tackle. But otherwise it's like a six, five or six yard game and you're kicking the field goal. Like I didn't think they were like ultra aggressive there. I think they just kind of, it worked out that they scored. Um, so good execution. But when I saw that, I kind of laughed because like it did seem like it was a Dalvin Cook run, a Dalvin Cook run. Okay, now it's second and long. Okay, let's do a short pass, set up a third and medium, you know, like, and that's how you can move the chains. But I wasn't like, yeah, you definitely put the pedal to the metal there, Kevin O'Connell. Uh, it, it just seemed like it was a, it was, they seemed like, hey, we want to score, but we're happy if we just get the field goal here too. That's how, so I didn't think his words lined up with his actions there. Um, but that doesn't take too much away from the point. It just kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way watching it. I was like, that's not what I watched, um, but I'm hearing what you're saying. I think when you look at that drive, though, like there were nine minutes on the clock. I think they were they were milking it dry, like basically. I think that was part of the goal. It wasn't shot plays down the field at all times, but I don't think it needed to be in that moment. But Kevin O'Connell is a wordsmith. He likes to spin things, and he, he says enough words with every answer that, like, He's going to touch every base, whether it's something we fully agree with, we disagree with. He'll probably talk his way back into a circle that we do agree with him in the end. Like, it's kind of what he does. Um, but I think, like, the fact that he's going out and, and giving credit to to the offense was probably his main goal with that, with, you know, his players with, with that answer. Maybe trying to convince us that, that that's what he was doing, but – I think going out and publicly giving the players credit is something he's kind of gone out of his way to do time and time again this season. He even did it like talking about he uses all this jargon, like situational masters and like how like they know what to do and when things when 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 plays need to be made that, that win games, like they're able to do it. And it can be something as simple as going down inbound, like Cam Danzler did. Getting the pick, not screwing around, not going to go try and house it, not running the risk of fumbling the ball or getting stripped like like he did to Amir Smith-Marset in that final closing play of the game. But just going down, you won the game. Um, little things like that, they do matter, um, but Kevin O'Connell goes out of his way to kind of give credit to his players. It's all by design. Like, I don't think it's an act. I don't think he necessarily, like, is going up to the podium and has a checklist of people that he, I need to say this because I need to make them feel good. Um, I think he actually believes what he's saying, but it is by design, like, he's giving credit almost overly at this point. Um, and I think it's building some goodwill with, with, with his players. With uh, the situational masters thing, like that's what I'm going to start referring to this team as, because I think corny nicknames are awesome. Um, the Timberwolves, a few years back, they started shooting more threes. Um, and it, it was like, Oh, this team that analytically had not played smart basketball was doing it now. And Carl Petty towns goes, we're being pioneers of excellence and situational masters kind of, uh, 
reminds me a little bit of that. So I, I like it. I'm going to run with it. But I do think that starts with like, that starts with your head coach, right? Like I think head coaches don't get enough credit for what happens in the last five minutes in terms of play calls for sure, like approach, but then just like time management, timeouts, uh, all these types of things. Like you watch a lot of coaches do a lot of really dumb things that leave your head, you scratching your head on Sundays. I don't see that too often from Kevin O'Connell. Um, the only time out that I ever questioned this year, really, that I can think of was that one at the end of the first half in Philly. But like, I don't think that was swinging the game one way or another anyway. But like late in actual regulation, I think he does a really good job of using his timeouts, managing the clock, all those types of things. And and that kind of permeates down. Like if your coach is smart, your players have a better chance to be smart because he's probably passing some of that stuff along. He's probably focusing on the things that matter and, and practices and situational stuff mm -hmm. like. I, I think that all starts up top. Um, I, I think we see the same teams again and again, year after year, struggle with those types of things. And I think it, it comes from their coaching staff and their regime and the head coach and, and the messages that are being passed along and like the emphasis of what's important. I think Kevin O'Connell has done a really good job with that. Um, so situational masters, maybe he's the situational master um, and everybody else is kind of coming along for the ride. Yeah, it's... There's always a few terms that, that, that make me laugh. That's going to always be one. And he's probably going to keep leaning on it. He, he's kind of gone away from using like the, the term, Oh, illusion of complexity. I haven't heard him say that in like a few weeks, but that'll come back. Situational masters. He, he, he said it like two or three different times yesterday. Be on the lookout for that. We could probably make a drinking game out of it. He's going to start saying it all the time. Um, but they are, they are, like you said, um, look at the Raiders last night. Not situational masters, and no. uh, that's it. Was that's putting it lightly. The final, I mean, I think of like the different routes that, and we can get more into the offense later, but like the different route combinations that Minnesota runs that end up with guys like wide open and whatnot, and three yards of separation, uh, consistently. And then I think of the Raiders' final play where they were, were for whatever reason, they literally have two wide receivers collide into one another to end the game, and it's like, oof, like it, Kevin O'Connell uh, certainly threw now. A one tenure in a season like Josh McDaniels looks not great. Um, and Kevin O'Connell certainly appears to have the leg up, at least on that offensive minded quote unquote new coach who had another failure, failed tenure. Um, but anyway, so let's just real quick, like the situational mastership um, and this being able to close out games. Like we've seen it a bunch against teams that aren't good. And we know that they're not good, but can this apply to when they play good teams? Like I'm more picturing it as, you don't have to beat every good team on your schedule. Like you're going to lose to some of them. That's fine. Uh, are they going to be able to steal a game? You think maybe a, against a, a team that's better than them because they can do these types of things. Not if they keep playing like this. I don't, I really don't sure. think so. Like you can be as situationally masterful as you want in, in the fourth quarter. But if you're losing by two touchdowns, it's not going to matter. And I think like that is the risk you're going to start putting yourself in when you play a team like Buffalo in, in in a month. Even a team like Dallas. like Their defense is so good right now. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys, when Dak comes back, he's going to take the job back. Like It's not Cooper Rush's job. That's a dis that's a separate dis discussion completely. But like a team like Dallas, I think that could give you issues if, if you're the Vikings, if you continue to kind of play this like, good for a quarter and a half, two quarters, really bad for two and a half quarters kind of kind of game plan that they've kind of put forth week after week after week, even in week one. Like they were so good against Green Bay for a half and then they scored no points. So like 
I, I, I understand like how being comfortable in these moments and knowing exactly what to do and Kevin O'Connell developing this confidence within himself and within his team that they're going to pull it out and they're going to be perfect when it matters most. Like all of that's fine, but like it's about a body of work over the course of a game too. And I just think if the Vikings continue to play like this while they may be four and one, they're not these games against good teams are just are not going to be that close are not going to be the close where it matters how how good you are um in these these situations late in games so that's just kind of my i guess that's how i look at it watching these games like yeah you can feel great about the fact that they're four and one if you're just hoping to watch a a fun football season with some ups and downs where they're going to make the playoffs and then you take your shot there like I think this Vikings team will give you exactly what you want. But if you narrow your focus and your lens, which I think a lot of teams tend to do, especially when you're four and one, this team is not a Super Bowl contender, at least not yet. Um, a lot of things need to happen. A lot of things need to happen and change and grow, you know, for them to get there. Um, you look at the schedule, though, they could be seven and one heading into that Buffalo game. And then I guess we'll see what, what, this team's really made of. I don't think the next three weeks give any sort of indication of how good the Vikings are. Um, and I think we're going to be able to say that week in and week out, but I, I think that Buffalo game coming down the shoot in a month, uh, we will know after that game. Um, Yeah. If they're seven and one, that game's going to get flexed to Sunday night, almost for sure. Um, which would be fun. Uh, a Vikings feels primetime game, which, uh, and then when the Vikings lost that game, inevitably, then it would just go well, primetime game. Yep. <laughs> Nothing Minnesota can do in that spot. Uh, Monday Night Kirk. Yep, that's right. Uh, okay, let's break here and get back into the next segment, into a unit on this team that I think we can say has been pretty good for most of games, um, which we can't say about everybody, but I think is true for these five guys.